Hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health, officially the first episode of 2022. I'm so pumped. If you are like the majority of (laughs) the world and 2022 is a year that you wanted to focus on you, focus on your health, your digestion, your skin, your wellness, there's no better place to start than in the mornings. Your morning routine is the way you start your day and it is, as I always say, the absolute most important part of setting up a healthy routine. Right now, my morning routine as of 2022, I have it written down on my board. I try and knock out at least four of these items, but you know, on an ideal day, I'd get all through through all of them. Wake up. I'll still do my 32 ounces of room temperature water with a little pinch of pink Himalayan sea salt for electrolytes. And then I will do maybe a cup of hot water with lemon, but I will then follow it up with a half-calf or a decaf latte. And followed by that, I always, always, always do my Organifi green juice powder. If you follow me on social media, then you know that I travel with this green powder. I take it every single morning. I am obsessed. It doesn't have that super sweet, chalky, almost synthetic flavor that some other greens powders have. I know that other greens powders might be great, but I stick with Organifi because not only do they have a great electrolyte and antioxidant profile, but they also have adaptogens that are really great for helping to handle anxiety. They've got a ton of different nutrients and minerals and vitamins. And the way you start your morning with these nutrients and vitamins is going to be the way that you fill in your nutrients and vitamins for the rest of the day. So if you're starting out your day with greens, you are always more likely to select healthier options throughout the day. Because if you're starting your day with a donut, then you're like, oh, the whole day's a wash. But if you're starting your day with a greens juice, then the donut can come alongside of maybe some steamed veggies or maybe, you know, maybe you just choose the half side of fries as opposed to the full side of fries. But it just allows you a little bit more consciousness when you are making other decisions throughout the day because a lot of those nutrient gaps are already filled in. I highly recommend the greens powder. You all know I am obsessed with Organifi. So check out Organifi. I love the greens powder and the probiotics as well as, of course, the protein powder. I did that with a little tiny bit of nut butter, blueberries, and uh, I still use the pumpkin spice powder. But who am I? I used that on my oatmeal the other day and it was fantastic, but make sure you check out Organifi.com slash HTH to get 20% off if you have been waiting to try it. If you've been waiting, this is now your time. Again, it's Organifi.com slash HTH for 20% off at checkout. Highly recommend if you're looking at improving and elevating your lifestyle and optimizing your digestion, check out the greens powder and the probiotics. It's Organifi.com slash HTH to get 20% off at checkout. Welcome to the Hotter Than Health podcast, a plant-dominant podcast and resource for those looking to expand and elevate their health. Every Thursday, you can expect provocative and engaging topics, entertaining interviews, and some of the biggest names in health and wellness. Be prepared for tangible tips and takeaways, and to fully understand what it means to live an optimized and energized life. episode of Hotter Than Health. We're a day late, but we're always there. We're always we're always just getting there, and that was what I committed to 2022. Every week, there will be an episode, and in the past week, I have scheduled more interviews than I ever have before, and I'm super pumped about it. I think you guys will all really, really love these, and we're going to start doing more giveaways per each episode as well. Also, we are doing a giveaway with this episode today. We have Haley Hillman. She is the co-founder of Sweat Method based in Charlotte. She is a leader in the fitness and health space in Charlotte. If you've never heard of her, you're going to want to. If you have heard of her, you love her, you know her. She is an innovator and a leader in the health space. She not only owns a gym, but she is also just a recent recipient of 30 Under 30 for Charlotte Women. I am so proud of her. That's so badass. And we should all be just thrilled to hear a little bit more from this pro in her area. We talk today a lot about 
uh, body privilege. We talk about finding balance with your workouts based on a different schedule. We talk about having different priorities for your health at different parts of your life, which I think is really important because I think that, you know, a lot of us are trying to start businesses. A lot of us are, you know, having kids, getting married, like sometimes other things that aren't fitness are our health focus, whether that be just trying to eat healthy during a busy day and not stressing about getting a intense workout in, whether it is getting a workout in because you don't have, you know, you're traveling and you have no capabilities of eating super healthy. And, and you know, it's all just about finding that balance, which I think is going to be a really integral part of today's conversation. I think you all will absolutely love it. We also discuss uh, how Haley really came to be in this space, but at the end, we get more into a rapid fire portion of the questions. So I think that it just gets better and better. And we talk all about conference calls at the end. We talk about how sleep can affect your body and your hormones. We talk about coffee. We talk about meals, having food on our stomach at certain points. And we also just kind of get out of the headspace of what working out and health should look like. Pardon me for excuse me for the congestion. It's just what it is right now. But I'm so pumped for today's episode. Don't forget, we are doing a giveaway with Haley at the end of this episode. And she's giving away a five pack for Sweat Method. So if you're in Charlotte or if you know anyone in Charlotte uh, who would be interested in this, make sure all you have to do is write a review for the podcast. I would take a quick screenshot of it and send me a DM with it just to be safe, but I will check in a couple of days because it takes about a day for reviews to kick in. But write a review for Hotter Than Health. Just go into the little purple app for Apple iTunes or you know what I mean, Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. Let us know your favorite part of this episode. Follow Haley and myself on Instagram and you'll be entered to win. And I'm really pumped because her studio is beautiful. They just opened up a coffee shop inside. They're looking for more locations. Like it is just up and to the right with them. So well done. And for anyone who is curious, nobody is. My New Year's was great. I hope everyone's was really fantastic. We were in Lake James with some friends. Uh, I'm very much into puzzles recently. We played a lot of pickleball. We went for a hike. I had so much gluten, so much dairy. It was just the best. And I will say this was the first New Year's, New Year's Eve whole holiday where I was not hungover once. There was one day after New Year's Day that I was a little groggy and tired and we also just had to sit in a car for the whole time and I was honestly constipated, which is not great, but I got right back into it, started taking my green juice powder and uh, my sleep schedule got to be a little bit more regulated. So I'm, we're back. We're, you know, 10 out of 10 over here, but Yeah, that's how everything's been going over here, and there's a lot more on the back end, but I won't bore you with that right now. But so excited to have Haley on the podcast today. You all will love her, and if you haven't checked it out already, make sure you listen to episode number 41. It's called Unhealthy Food Relationships, Mindsets, Mindsets, and Morning Routines with Haley Hellman. She was our special guest a couple of years ago, so check out episode 41. You can scroll all the way down and check that out, but... Without further ado, we have our beautiful guest of the day, Haley Hillman of Sweat Method. Welcome to the podcast. Okay. You've been on the podcast before, Haley, and I know I want people to go back and listen to that episode because we went deep into your history, but for those who are just tuning in for the first time, give a brief bio on yourself, how you came into the fitness and health and wellness industry, and uh, just a quick you know, in a nutshell, who are you? Yeah. Well, hello. Thanks for having me back. I'm super excited to be able to chat again. Um, I'm going to try to wrap this up as simply as I can, but I pretty much grew up in the health and fitness industry and my parents were both in it. And I like hated working out. I hated anything fitness. I hated anything, you know, wellness, health, whatever it was back then. Um, and it wasn't until I was later in high school that I wanted to lose a few pounds for prom, like most high schoolers or college girls do or anything like that. And I decided that I was like, you know what, we're going on vacation. I want to eat super clean. I want to work out every day. And I ended up doing that. And I just noticed how much better, not only 
only I looked to me, but I also felt like I had energy. And so with that, I just decided like, I'm just going to keep going. And I built this lifestyle for myself that I loved. But what I didn't realize at that time was it was like the totally end opposite end of the spectrum, right? Like you're working out every day, twice a day, you're eating nothing but just clean whole foods, just one of those lifestyles that you get so excited about, but you unfortunately just overdo it. And at that point I had been given so many opportunities and I had been given so much like, Oh my God, you look amazing. And you're doing this and I want you to train me. And it, I think at that time in my life, it was so great for me because I was progressing into somebody new and I really needed that push in my life. But looking back, I obviously noted where I went wrong and where I can now lead other people to notice those habits and those triggers and everything like that. So after a couple of years in that, where I went from, you know, losing over 45 pounds, I went through a really deep, dark lifestyle change and just gained it all back. Plus not only physically really hurting myself, but just emotionally, I was in a dark place. And I started noticing these things around me that were changing. And I really had to kind of grasp, okay, what does wellness look like to me? What does fitness look like to me? And it was really cool for me to step back when I got to that point in my life to make that decision on, okay, am I going to go back and repeat what I did the first time? Or am I going to try to do things a little bit better and more sustainably? And through that, I noticed not only things that I felt I did really wrong, but also things that I've noticed everybody else around me thought were right. I thought, you know, it's the typical stereotypical, uh, you know, you have to eat a certain amount of calories and you have to work out so many times. And that's what really progressed me into finally figuring out what health meant to me, what wellness meant to me. And I really made a commitment in my life to help other people realize that as well and kind of change the stigma of health and wellness. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not what you typically think of. And I think that we're finally moving into this movement of um, sustainability and focusing more on inner work than outer work. And yes, I do promote movement and a great, um, healthy relationship with movement, but I also support giving yourself a break. And so that's been a really cool thing for me to kind of dive into and also work with other people, not only in my own gym that I co-own, but also just whenever I'm talking to people in daily life about their habits and their eating cycles, and it just, it all encompasses one. It's been really fun, but also challenging for me to kind of look back and see everything and all the steps that I went through in order to get to the place that I am now. And then also where I'm at now, seeing where I can grow from here and where the industry is moving and where people are progressing into. Um, that's mm-hmm. really what is really fun for me right now. And you almost have to go through those spells of that linear perception of fitness or health in order to be able to see it later. Because I feel like, especially I've never owned a gym, obviously, but I've worked in a ton and then you own sweat method now. And you might see people, women, men who are in that phase that you were in and they're so pumped. They're so psyched. Like they might be losing weight or leaning out or gaining muscle or whatever their goal might be and eating super healthy and then talking about their food and talking about all these yeah. things. But you you can kind of tell the, you know, without a psychology degree, you can kind of pick up on the nuanced terms that they use mm-hmm. or the habits that they're talking about that they might be headed down that path because it's super easy to get down that path. But yeah, you do have to find, you do have to go through it in order to have a bigger perspective. Absolutely. And with that, if you, let's say you're at your gym and you're, which we're going to talk about, but let's say you're where it's met sweat method and, uh, you know, jazzy Jasmine comes in and she's been there for six months and you've seen her progress. You've seen her really transform her body. She's so positive when she comes in, but you start to notice that like, maybe she's talking about not going out on the weekends anymore. She's not talking about hanging out with any friends. She's not talking about her family and she's only coming in like twice a day doing her thing. Obviously it's not your job to be a therapist or to diagnose anything, but what would you say to someone who you might notice is in that space or you can tell is heading towards that space or, Um, what would be some quick things that you might see? 
Well, it's really interesting you brought that up because I was just thinking earlier that I really hesitate with giving, and I'll circle back to that in a second. Like I hesitate with giving people compliments on their physical bodies, but I, I also work in a fitness studio. I work in the, and I know how it feels to work your ass off and want to feel good, but also want to look good. And I know that I can tell who is really putting in the work, but I think that I also can tell who, like you said, is in here all week long. And I can tell that their lifestyle habits are really something that's not sustainable. So that's when I would kind of hesitate to even say anything positive more so about like, Oh, you look so great. Even though I know that that's a great thing to hear because I remember being there and I remember working my butt off and eating super, super clean and doing so many things that I know was not sustainable, but I got so many compliments that I just kept living for it. So with somebody like her or anybody who's listening to that, like I would really, I, for me, I sit back and I'm like, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, you're not doing anything. Like, is that something that you feel like you can sustain long-term and not so much call them out, but just say like, oh my God, are you going to have a drink this weekend? Like, are you going to go out and like, whatever your lifestyle looks like, is that something that you can see yourself doing? in a year, two, five years. And I know everybody's got a different lifestyle, right? Like my lifestyle is going to be different than a mom that has five kids. And so I really try to work and I had, and I did health coaching for two to three years. And I had a lot of different clients that I had to work with, with their lifestyle. And I noticed that I was starting to really notice, I was starting to talk more from my perspective. I'm like, well, this is what I, I do. And I realized that not, not everybody can figure that out. Right. When I started working at the studio, I was working long hours and I yeah. didn't know how to deal with that as much as I thought I did. And so it was fun for me to challenge myself, but I always, always sit back and I ask people like, what do you see yourself doing in five years? Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you want to do? And if that is something that you can sustain and you truly think you can, and I will ask them, like, is this something that you want to be able to do? Do you want to be able to work out seven days a week for the rest of your life? If that's mm-hmm. so, then like, maybe let's figure out if that's something that you can do. And if it is, then like, let's scale back to maybe just 10 to 20 minutes per day. If that's yeah. right. Exactly. I think, and I think that that's the hard part with people. Cause I also know how that feels when I, you know, I've been doing everything I can. I've been working my butt off and I'm seeing results. And then somebody comes to me and it's like, Hmm, just wait for another year and a half. I'm like, what? Screw you. So it's a hard, it's, it's a really hard line to walk, but I think you just have to be able to work with people and just say like, listen, I want you to feel good. I'm, I want you to be proud of what you've accomplished so far, but I also don't want you to get on this train and then do a hard stop. And I don't see you for three months, which is unfortunately what I see more often than not, specifically when I was working at gyms that were long and high intensity classes, the same thing every single day. And that's why we developed the concept that we do, that we have right now is because we saw that burnout. We saw those injuries. We saw the people who were there for a year straight and then we never mm-hmm. saw them again. And I know mm-hmm. that they didn't even go somewhere else. It was just yeah. they worked so hard to the point that they knew they couldn't sustain that. And it's like, okay, how can we come up with this lifestyle change that focuses, yes, on movement and fitness and becoming stronger, but also promotes more of a healthy body image lifestyle. Like Mm -hmm. when you walk into a gym, I don't want to have a a look that people need to have. I want to see different body types and I want people to be okay with that, to not have to think, oh, I need to lose weight because Mm -hmm. I'm at a gym. That might not always be the point. Or you walk in and you're like, I am, you feel like a shrimp, a, a little duckling in there. And you're so like, can't lift a two pound dumbbell. And that's Absolutely. fine. Cause that's where some people are in their journey, Absolutely. not journey, but you know, that's where people start. But yeah. it's, it, I remember I would walk into classes and become every, I had a couple of classes and I was completely disregarded because I yeah. didn't look as strong as the other people. Yeah. And they were like shrimp over there, you know, and that's fine. It's another end of the spectrum. I want to touch on that because you posted something the other day and it was like how you fell on both sides of the body image spectrum and how you, you went and you did touch on it a bit where you said you lost upwards of 45 pounds and then you gained it back. Um, can you walk us through your daily lifestyle when you were at your, you know, the farthest end of the spectrum to maybe where you are now, which is where I would call, you know, Nirvana, which is like the happy medium. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and I obviously I want to like put that disclaimer on there that like, just cause it did something for me, doesn't mean it's gonna work for somebody else. Totally. There's, there's always like two sides of the story. So just to give a perspective, I'm not going to say like specific numbers, but like no, I, no. when I lost like the 45, 50 pounds, I was working out twice a day. My mom would teach 5am like aerobics and spin classes and boot camp classes. So I would get up every day of the week and go and work out with her. Then I would have school where I would eat maybe a thousand calories throughout the day. And like, it was one of those, I would take diet pills when I was in high school. Um, and then I would go either to cheerleading or dance practice right after school. That was pretty much five days a week. So I would do pretty much two a days when it comes to quote unquote workouts. Yeah. Very little eating, not only on calories, but just macros in general. It was like, it was leaves. <laughs> it was very, very, very clean, but also like restrictive eating. I mean, you mm-hmm. would not see me eat anything that had dairy, very little meat. And again, I'm not going to get into that topic, but it's like just very restrictive. Never, again, was unsustainable. Fine. Yeah, totally unsustainable. unsustainable. Totally. But it, I was on such a high from not only how I looked, but also the compliments that people were giving me that like, I didn't notice that it was unsustainable, nor like, this is not typical for people. Um, and I just felt like, Oh, I'm so dedicated. Like I'm so good at this. And it, it was that you get stuck in this like hole, right. Of like, Oh, I look good. So I'm just going to keep going on this path. I don't really see the destruction that it's doing, but like, I lost my period when I did that. Like I had bruises all the time. Um, I, my blood work was all over the place. Um, but unfortunately when I went to my doctors, they're like, you look great. Keep doing what you're doing. No matter what my blood looked like, um, blood tests. They were like, like, you're 30 pounds less than you were last year, but it's fine. Congratulations. What did you do? And, you know, and I get it. That's just Western medicine. And that's not another topic for another day. But so I went there um, and I really did feel like I was on this role. And I felt, you know, I felt quote unquote great because that was just a new experience for me. And I was finally getting opportunities. And so I think the post you were talking about was, was the thin privilege. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I got asked to do magazine covers. I got asked to have jobs. I had so many opportunities given to me and people were just, they were nicer to me. Um, they, they wanted to know what I did for workouts. They wanted to know what I was eating. I mean, I was just, I was treated so much differently than I was before at that point. Then when I went through that deep, dark hole, I gained all the weight back plus. And for that, that was more me eating like a, you know, regular person. I didn't really count. I stopped counting calories at that point. I was eating, like I was still eating clean, but it was very like, um, higher on the calories in general. I was eating more carbs because at that point I had started teaching a lot more cycle. And so I was telling myself like, Oh, I just need to eat more. And then of course, mentally I was hanging around bad people. I was not taking care of myself and I gained all that weight back. And so anybody would have looked at me at that point. I was still in fitness. They would have said like, Oh, she's still doing the healthy lifestyle. It just looks different than it was before. But unfortunately my body had gone through such turmoil when I was much smaller that obviously my, my body just went into this inflammation, um, pattern and it stayed there. And when that happened, I was treated so differently. I remember people asking me if I was still in the fitness industry when they were, they would see me. I got, I had two magazines that I was supposed to be in. Both of them cut me from the magazine. And one of them specifically told me because they need somebody who has quote unquote abs for this one. Oh my God. Um, And it was one of those, and like, not only did I know that I had gained weight, I clearly was going through emotional distress. And then I have people asking me, oh, are you still working out? Are you still teaching fitness? Are you, oh, like, sorry, you can't be in this magazine because you have gained weight. And we really do need somebody who looks a certain way. Like I, it was so hard for me. It's like, it's like you went, it's like you went viral for a second and then you were trying to catch it again. Yeah. And then I, and it's almost like I got canceled overnight. It was like, okay, wait a minute. And that, and I will tell you, I went through such distress during that point because I just felt like it was like pattern after pattern. And then no matter what I did to try to, you know, lose the weight again, it wasn't seeming to work because I had done so much to my body before it was just hard. But what I thought was, was what I should be doing. Clearly I learned later it wasn't. Um, and so fast forward, I really got into more of the holistic wellness sense where 
I was really trying to eat whole foods, but then also I was, you know, learning what a balance looks like for me, trying to be around good people. Like I try, I pretty much went through a detox, not only with my eating, but also like with my life in general. And we talked about this on the first podcast that I was on that, like, I really had to figure out who the people surrounding me were going to be long-term. And if they were around me right now, were they going to be people who were going to lift me up and make me a better person? And I didn't realize how much that affected my life at that point. And so I, I touch on that, that for sure. Yeah. And I mean, and I'm not saying that everybody needs to go through that, but at totally. that point in my life I did. And I feel like that had a lot to do with my third phase, which I call like the happy medium phase. Um, you know, and I just felt like by the fact that I had started learning more about that holistic medicine and just holistic living and just like an just like a normal lifestyle, but also just focusing on your health. Um, and you'll very rarely like hear me say like, Ooh, like that's healthy or because that's relative. I mean, I won't get into that, but I just think that I found a really nice, and I'm still finding that balance. Cause I think what people don't necessarily realize is that what my balance looks like this year is not what my balance is going to look like next year. I'm always making it always evolving. Yeah. Always evolving and figure like this year, I can tell you, I, you know, I wasn't as quote unquote healthier on, on it as I was two years ago. But you know what? Like my lifestyle has changed. I'm committed to a business right now. And that is taking priority in my life. And so, yes, I'm at the studio longer hours. I'm putting more in physically in order to teach classes. But I also know that like, if I tried to sustain the same lifestyle that I had two years ago, it, I would be thrown off and my stress levels would be all, you know, all over the place. Bless you. Mm -hmm. So I just think that people need to also go back to, okay, learn to pivot a little bit in your life, know the foundations, know what makes you feel good, be around good people. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to make sacrifices in some ways or others. And like we always say it during holiday seasons, be okay with going out more, be okay with possibly drinking a little bit more, eating a little bit more, having more festivities in your life. But like, know that that foundation is always going to be there. And Mm -hmm it's kind of the same thing. Like what, look, what your festive lifestyle looks like around the holidays. Like, what does that look like later in the year for you? Yeah. How can you balance it out? Also feeling good, enjoying your life, but knowing that like you feel as good as you can in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's all about making those decisions at the end of the day mm-hmm. um, and having certain focuses in your life. Totally. And, and that's huge. You mentioned, you were like, yeah, well now I am running a business. And so your lifestyle and your priorities are different. It doesn't mean, I think that it's so often that we think, oh, well, since this changed, I'm programmed to think, well, if I don't do a specific workout in the morning and then have a smoothie and then, then my whole day is off. My whole routine is off. Um, and I always tell clients, they're like, well, I really need to get back to my morning routine. You know, they'll roll out of bed and they'll like, just get on with their day after two minutes. And I have a whole checklist of like seven different things that make me feel really good. It's like a green juice, meditation, breath work, whatever. And I say, I, I will turn my computer screen towards my checklist. And I'm like, I will try and do two of those things, yeah. you know, at least two. And I think that otherwise we just set ourselves up for nothingness, but um, not nothingness, but we lose confidence. And then this whole spiral happens. So when we're talking about, I think this is a very appropriate topic for 2022 or like the the new year. We are the five people that we spend our most time with. And I'm a full firm believer in that. And I will also say there is a, there's a dark spot before the dawn. There's a dark spot in maybe your social calendar, your social events. And that dark spot could be anywhere from a month to a year or two years before you really figure out your people. And also even when you do find your people that can also evolve. And I don't think that people need to really burn bridges in order to get rid of, or or tune out some of that patterning because what it is, it's just a representation of your internal environment is what's going on in your external environment. Like if you want to have organized thoughts throughout the day, maybe clean up your workspace, maybe take the clothes off of your floor, wash your face, something like that. But, uh, and that's the same thing with your friends. So what would be some not tips, but yeah, tips. What would be some tips for someone who's thinking, okay, you know, I have a couple really, really good friends who are super supportive and amazing, but there's a number of friends who are 
partying all the time, not in a bad way. It's just not in a way that I want anymore. What would you say? Um, what would you say to that person who was wanting to filter out, but is a little nervous? Well, I think we have to go back to like, you're never going to have a perfect life. Right. And I think that when I said like, you know, I did my detox, I was at a point in my life where I didn't have the strength to really talk to people about the changes that I wanted to make. Um, and I also, I, we were all just young. And at that point I did, people didn't have the same vision that I did. So that was an extremist situation, but we are going to be around people that not only don't necessarily see the same way that we do, that we just have to be around no matter what. A lot of us work in jobs. Like a lot of us have to have family members that just don't get it. I think it's important, like, especially in 2022, I've heard so many things in the last few years, but I think this is the year of like boundaries and like setting yeah. that control with people. And I think boundaries think here's my line and here's yours. Stay, stay on that side. But I think boundaries can just be a conversation of like, if you started talking to me about how drunk you got last weekend, like you just switch and you pivot the conversation. It does not mean you need, I don't want to talk to you about that right now. And I think that mm -hmm. that's kind of where it gets like fuzzy with a lot of people. They think boundaries have to be that black or white, but it's just, you, you can, yeah. So, like turning the conversation to something that more promotes a better environment for you. And I think that it really comes down to like, are you able to have that conversation? And if not, like, why aren't you able to have that conversation? And I don't think it's as scary as it seems. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and I know you can so see like, me like rearing up my head. <laughs> yeah, no, just getting ready for it. I think that, like, and I've, I, I think that I got really scared in the beginning because I just thought I have to tell that person that I'm talking to, I don't want to have this conversation right now. I don't think it needs to be that way. I think it mm -hmm. can just be a, all you have to do is pivot and just say, Hey, what did you do this last weekend? Or like, yeah. Oh, that's right. You know? And yes, there is a time and a place to say to somebody, Hey, I just want to let you know that like, I am trying to change my lifestyle a little bit. Um, you know, so if we could refrain from talking about alcohol, maybe talking about how much junk food, or maybe even like talking about somebody's physical look. If somebody's yeah. talking about how much somebody else has gained weight, Hey, like just, to, I'm just trying to maybe not focus on that so much this year. Could we talk about something else? You know, it doesn't have to be as negative as it, as I think that I've seen it in the past, or I feel like yeah. people have thought that that's what it needs to be. Um, mm -hmm. I think just being able to be honest with the close people around you. Like, for example, if you are trying to just start from scratch, like, Hey, it's like, Sarah, I'm really trying to just like be happier in my life. Like, could we just go and get some coffee instead of going to get drinks? You know, could we just make that a lifestyle change instead? Or if you're at work and somebody does start talking about, you know, like how drunk they got last weekend, like, Hey, what are, you know, do you want to go well, take a walk around the block? Yeah. Um, you don't have to like sit there and be so strict about it. And I think that you just, you have to be honest with people around you, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be as negative as it. I think that people have thought about it before. Um, and I think, I think that also people are more open to those types of activities. Now, I think a lot of people would appreciate, oh my God, yes, finally a weekend without drinking. Like how often do you hear, oh my God, I can't wait for the holidays to settle down. Oh my God, it's been such a long weekend. I'm never drinking again. Like, I think that that's the time not to just sit back, relax, and like hold yourself in your apartment for the next week until the next weekend comes up. It's like, yep. go ahead and begin to fill in your hours and your days, your free time with, I have a fucking puzzle out right now, yep. like a puzzle yep. or pickleball or go for a walk. Um, and if it's cold out, then I, I don't know, find Duolingo, learn a language. There's a million things that you could be doing that are productive for your time. But um, I think those are all really great examples. I want to take a hard pivot. Speaking of, speaking of pivoting, yeah. you just made 30 under 30. No big deal. Um, <laughs> congratulations. That's so Thank cool. You. So talk to me about that. What in your life right now, you know, let's say it's 2030. You're looking back at Haley in 2022, 2021. Yeah how would you describe yourself right now? Like you as a human and a woman, how yeah. would you describe yourself to someone who achieved, who has achieved the things that you have achieved? Honestly, I really feel like this year for me personally, is just about like pushing boundaries. Um, I think just in my life in general, I've had to make a lot of pivots and even in just in the last year, I think a lot of us have had to deal with stuff, but just like things that I think I had this 
perfectionist look about like I was like all right I need to you know like I own a business so I have to have it I have to have my shit together and I think that in a couple different ways I'm really pushing myself to push boundaries where people aren't ready to talk about it um whether that's in relationships whether that's in business like for instance like I don't mind talking about my struggles on social media like in this year it may be in business, because a lot of small businesses are struggling right now, specifically small business owners. And it is not to say, woe is me, but it's just to give people perspective on people always think like, oh my God, you own a business. That's so great. Like you must have everything put together and this much. And people don't realize how much goes into it specifically right now after COVID, nobody knows what the hell they're doing. Um, and it's all this learning process. And it's all about like just giving people a different perspective and telling people another side of the story. And so whether it's that, or like for me right now, it's finding that balance of, I even had a conversation literally this morning and I'm trying to put a post together about it of like, yes, I work in the fitness industry. Yes. I want to promote health and wellness, But like, what does that look like this year? Not only for our environment, but also like for myself and the way that things need to look. And for me, it's, I've been trying to help people really find more of that balance. Cause like you said, people think that to have wellness, they need to have 17 things done in their morning before 6am or you're not like, you see like all the people who have done so well in their life, here's their 17 morning checklist. And it's like, I would bet that they don't even knock that out. Or if they do, that's great. But like, they have a very privileged lifestyle that allows them to do that. All of us, not so much. And so I'm kind of pushing those boundaries to have people think a little bit different as well as not looking at health as a physical standpoint, right? Like, because somebody is super, super tiny does not mean that they are the equivalent of health or vice versa. If you see somebody who doesn't look the same as you, that might be just a little bit bigger does not mean that they're not focused on their health. And I think that I've been pushing myself in that realm to figure out, okay, so as somebody who I believe to be somewhat of a leader in my community, when it comes to health, wellness, fitness, how can I become more approachable? Um, and that's another reason that I posted that thin privilege post. Cause I don't want people to look at me and be like, well, it's easy for you to talk about body image because you look the way that you do. And it's like, but I've also been on both ends of the spectrum. So I want you to understand that. Like I do, I have thin privilege and I will 100% say that just like, I have a lot of privilege in my life, but doesn't mean we don't have struggles. And with that, how can I help other people notice the privilege that they have, but then also like being realistic about the thoughts that we have, the body image struggles that we have, the daily habits that may not be the best, but guess what? Like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm really trying to push my boundaries in a way that society has told us not to push. Um, mm-hmm. And I struggle with that because I've, I've always tried to do things the right way and had this perfectionist outlook on life and tried to somewhat stay in the status quo, but kind of just like, like smallly, slightly reaching out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like I would, I really want to push myself to do things that other people are not doing at this point, specifically in the health, wellness, and fitness space. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was a really, yeah, I was going to say, give me, give me like another example. Obviously you just said pushing the boundaries and talking about privilege and talking about, um, understanding what is something that you you know, what is something that physically you are trying to push this year? So, you know, I think that when I look back, even, you know, and I will say this too, that when I was the smallest I'd ever been, I really struggled because when I had gained weight back, I looked at old pictures of myself and I was frustrated and I was like, oh my God, look how great I look and how good I felt or whatever I, you know, I was, and I was always comparing and I was also always comparing to other people. And I feel like that's what I've been doing. And I think in the fitness world too, we have so much pressure and you, you taught fitness, you still learn the fitness industry. Like, I think there's like this small competitiveness between fitness people, right? It's like, you Mm -hmm. look at like, well, they're teaching classes. Oh, and then they're going to work out two hours a day. And like, I find myself getting frustrated because I can't do that right now. I can't, work out as many days of the week as I used to be able to. I don't, I'm I'm not as, I'm not as, um, my lifestyle doesn't look the same as other fitness instructors or other people that work in the fitness industry. I don't have the body that you see people that are like full fitness, you know, like the crazy muscle, like, like shriveled abs, you know, like that's, and I've tried, and I, you know, it's one of those, like, I'm happy with the way that I look right now, but I still notice those thoughts every time that I look at somebody who might have that lifestyle. And I have to remember like, 
I am going through something, AKA owning a business, having more stress in my life, having like just things that are going on with me in my life in 2022 at the beginning Mm -hmm. are not what other people are going through. And I think that comparison culture is, is hard. We still are here. We're in it. It's, it's not really going away, but it's noticing those things. And really it's just at the end of the day, not looking at myself and looking at somebody else and being like, Oh, well, whatever they're doing is clearly working better than what I'm doing. It's like my life is different right now. I'm owning what my lifestyle looks like right now. I'm doing the best that I can. Mm-hmm. And yes, like, of course, make small, small tweaks. But at the end of the day, is that going to cause me more stress? And then I know yeah. at the end of the day, that stress is not going to help me with anything that I need in my life. And so and I it, think it really is going to that balance. And it like derails any consistency that you do have when you compare and you're like, oh, well, this person, they don't do protein in their protein smoothies. And they say, and they're feeling light and fresh and good, but okay, so I'm going to try that, but you've been doing your protein smoothies, you've been doing whatever. And then you find yourself starving right before lunch. And so you're eating more and you're binging and all these things. Um, and, and that's something that I had a, wanted to tangent on just a little bit is like, what does your exact day-to-day look like now? I think that a lot of people who, who see you on social media, they see, they see recipes, they see, even though like you know, you, you'll show up on the camera and be like, it's been a hot mess today. And you're like throwing things together from Trader Joe's whatnot, but it's still aesthetic. It's still nice. You're still showing what you want to show. But so I want people who know you, who don't know you to hear what your actual day-to-day is as a business owner, as someone who's trying to figure it out, like anyone who could, uh, who could really benefit from that. So from when you wake up to when you go to bed, like what's the day like? Yeah. And obviously like every day is a little bit different, but like for the most part, fitness people in this world, like our schedules are all over the place. Cause like we have early mornings and late nights and usually at the middle of our days are either open or it's just getting work done. So for me, like typically up around five or six, because like we have classes in the morning and, um, you know, not every day I have to get up that early, but typically that's what I do. And I have trained my body to not do breakfast. And I'm hating that about myself right now. It's usually a grab and go some sort of bar and a coffee. Like, cause I just mm-hmm. need to get in there. And usually I'm being physical in the mornings with either coaching and I'm in and I'm working around. So I, do, I can't eat a bunch of food at 5am. Like I used to be able to. So again, going back to that, like at one point in my life, I was great about doing breakfast and I was able to do that. But like right now it's more of a grab and go snack with my coffee. And I get in here and I'm either taking a workout or I am teaching a class and our classes, and we can talk about this later, are only 30 minutes. So that's another reason that I like love taking the 30 minute concept and teaching because I feel like love physically, that. I am not, I'm not under as much stress as I was when I was teaching hour long, three hour long classes back to back. Like no matter if I'm taking or teaching, it was just a shit show. And it was so hard oh, for me. It is so point. exhausting. Isn't it crazy mentally and physically. It like, was a whole thing. My hormones have never been so fucked up in my whole life. Like, yeah inflammation and it's like the craziest symptoms after I would, was doing that for years. Like absolutely not. The 30 minutes is perfect though. Yes. And what's so funny is like that you said that people are like, Oh my God, you work in fitness. Like you must be so healthy. I'm like, yo, I barely get sleep because I have to, I close the studio at eight and then I wake up and I go back in the mornings And that's what we really try. And I mean, like when I was teaching other places, it's like, we really try not to have that lifestyle with any of our coaches here. One, like we don't force you to coach so many classes that you're not able to at least take classes once in a while. And we try not to do that back to back. We call it the clopin. If you're in fitness, like open the next morning, freaking worst, but like some people in fitness, like that's what they, and especially if you're a newbie in fitness, like, you know, you get pushed in those hours and that's kind of I was getting, when I was teaching long and like, just, I was teaching 20 classes a week, hour longs. And like, that took so much out of me physically. And then at that point I was still going in to take hour long classes and that's at multiple studios that I've done. And I know other people have dealt with it the same way. So it don't look at fitness people and automatically assume that they're living their healthiest lifestyle because we are just throwing it together. It was like the least healthy I've ever been. It might've, I might've appeared to be the healthiest, but I think that like emotionally, it was the, it was the lowest I've been in a really long time. It's it's super tough. So usually like if I'm here, I'm, I'm here in between like five and 9am, whether I'm like teaching, hanging around the studio, just working at the front or like just, or uh, taking or whatever, 
So then I'll usually try to get breakfast as soon as I can. And that's where I like more struggle. I struggle more with my food in the morning because I'm usually like, I'm a morning worker. So like, I would much rather get up and work like up until three or four in the afternoon. And then I'm done in the afternoons, but I usually do try to go back. I eat most of my breakfast out. There's a place across the street that makes like great omelets. I try to go over there and either get like an omelet or like a breakfast burrito or something in my system. But some days like it's, it's like another grab and go bar. It's just kind of hard, especially if you're working with people or if you've got like a training afterwards, it's just one of those where you are making the best of what you have. Um, so after that, typically like the middle of my day is pretty clear. Some, some days we do have lunch classes, so I will stay and we'll teach that or we'll have a meeting. It's very sporadic, like whether we have a meeting or a zoom call, or we have trainings in the studio, or we have a class. Um, but it's really nice to kind of like work for a few hours, get a little break, work for a few more hours, get a little break, and then maybe come back at, at nights if that's the schedule that I'm on that day. Um, so I do try to get obviously like my three meals in, cause I feel like that works best for my body. And then I'm having like a snack or two in between if I definitely feel like I need it. Um, and it, it really is getting back to that. Like, what does my body need at that point? Specifically, if I am very active that day, mm-hmm. um, And so like with that, I will really try to every few hours, like just take a break, go for a walk, knock it on my phone. And of course that's like a a tempting situation. Um, And I think that that's, that's been the biggest struggle for me trying to figure out my new normal with owning a business is because like, you don't have a schedule. You are pulled in so many different directions. You'll have a meeting thrown at the last minute or like somebody needs, like if, if somebody can't work and they're sick, we have to come in and do it like right after. So we don't really have the luxury of having that, that schedule. Now I will say that I, I am pretty good about having boundaries with my work life, um, my work in life, because I just feel like I didn't for a long time. And it was horrific. That is not perfect. Clearly. I mean, I'll be answering emails at nine o'clock at night, but on Tuesdays, like I, if I can help it, it is my get down get to work. I do not go in the studio if I can, um, because I just, I need that time away Sundays. We're not open on Sundays. And I love that we're not because it forces us to have just like a day off. I really, that's nice. Yeah. It's super nice. Well, and because we make up the workouts, like we're making playlists for our coaches. So like we are, we are working every day, but it's nice to not have to worry about, okay, what's happening at the studio. Or like be on for people. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing about if you work in the fitness industry, like no matter how you are feeling, you still have to go in and perform and not even just like be around people. Like you have to be on. And sometimes like, yeah, it freaking sucks, but it can also be, it can be so gratifying just being around good people and good energy, yeah. but it can, it can definitely get a lot out of you. And I'm that Absolutely. person that like, I need to recharge. Um, I'm one of those like introvert extroverts kind of people that like, if I'm in front of you and I'm around people, extroverted Haley comes out, I go home, I am in my little cocoon. I need, I don't need to talk to people. I need to kind of recharge and then I'm back in action. So I've learned that a lot in the last year or so is like one, having that boundary of like, Hey, listen, if I'm not, if I am mentally checked out right now, like I'm going to answer this email later, I'm going to answer your phone call later. I'm going to do whatever I need to, when I can get back to you. Cause I don't want to give you a half, a, a half-assed answer or yeah. half perform because I don't feel like that's fair to either one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, go, I mean, going back to my, my schedule, it's just kind of like all over the place. I do try to have most of my meals planned out because if I don't, it's not a pretty picture. I try to have as many like good snacks in my bag as I possibly can. Um, what are your, what are your like three favorite good snacks? Oh my gosh. So I'm, I'm a big, like, um, plantain slash nut girl, like Barnana or however you say it's like one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Like I love, I love a good guacamole moment. I love hummus, like anything with, um, anything that's like crunchy. I'm Mm -hmm. a fan. Um, I do like, I'm trying to think of this, um, this like oatmeal bar. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a mm-hmm. real oatmeal bar. I like to have stuff like that in my bag. I do like some jerky. If I feel like I need like a little bit of protein in my life. Um, I'm trying to think of what else applesauce packets are great. If you are on the go and you have to work out or you have to like have some quick carbs. That's actually great. a really great, that's a really great quick carb. I didn't even think oh about gosh. that. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, it, it's, you think it's for kids. And I'm like, I have it all the time in my bag, just kind of thrown in there. Um, but you know, what's really nice about like Charlotte, especially like South end is we have so many really good, like smoothie bars or places you can just run in. Um, like uh, literally across the street is flower child and flower child's one of my favorite places. Cause like, you feel like yeah. you are getting a better quality ingredient. Um, wait, meal. what are, I want to know. So a lot of people who listen to the podcast are in Charlotte and they might, yeah. they're definitely going to know about South end. Yeah. What is your go-to order at eight and sand and your go-to order at flower child? Yeah. So eight and sand, everything there is phenomenal. I want to say it's, it's beautiful. Fantastic. Clearly I'm not doing that. Um, the breakfast bowl is my favorite. If you go for breakfast, absolutely my favorite. I love I love their cop salad. Um, I have not had their cop salad in forever. And then, um, if you like, if you want like something like hearty thick, their, um, chicken, their chicken sandwich, whatever it is, it's got like this avocado. It's just like an avocado chicken. And I think like a little bit of like a pesto thing and just do it with a side salad. If you need more for your meal, my favorite. And then, yeah. Oh my God. Everything there is so, so, so good. It was beautiful. Just, like use like great quality ingredients. If you can ever go for dinner, their pizza is phenomenal. Okay. So probably the, my favorite pizza that I've ever had, um, there. And then flower child, I, for like a quick lunch, I love their, I think it's like a, the flying, no, something Turkey wrap. I can't remember what it's called, but okay. I get all the time. It's just like whatever they're, whatever you can see on there. It's just a Turkey wrap. That's really good for like a, just like a quick lunch. Um, usually for dinner, I'll do their salmon bowl where mm-hmm. you just like, like salmon. And then I usually get their broccoli I'm obsessed with. And then their sweet potatoes are unreal. So usually it's like salmon, broccoli, and then, um, the sweet potato for dinner. Yum. Perfect. Perfect. Oh my God. That sounds so good. Well, um, also what are your thoughts on caffeine? Because I remember when I was working in the studio, I would have to like do caffeine fasts because I just, it, it became far too much. I was just way too overstimulated and my hormones were shot like bye-bye. And, um, so caffeine was just, it's been a no for me. So what are your thoughts on caffeine? And then what is your sleep like? And I have one more question for you after that. <laughs> um, so it's funny because we actually just had a coffee bar move in. We had, so at our studio, That's we had, right. yeah, we had two, we had two rooms, like two studios. And with our next location, we want to create one just big room. So we wanted to make sure that we could alternate the classes in one. So we had our other studio open and, um, Jasmine with wild roots who just moved in, she was the one who had like a coffee cart and she would just travel around Charlotte and she, Is so, she with the bags, she has the bags, she has the bags that are like personalized. It's super cute. It's like, I, I mean, I love, and she's, and she like, she makes all of her homemade, like she does all of her homemade syrups. Um, she uses Enderly coffee. So it's an organic coffee, um, the nicest person ever. And she was just, she would just park in our lot, lot all the time. And our clients loved her. She was phenomenal. And so we just approached her one day, like, listen, I know you wanted to open a spot. Do you want to open in here? Long story short, it worked. So we have a coffee bar now attached to our studio, but going back to like the initial question with caffeine, I personally have no issue with caffeine as long as it is of course not over-consumed. I think one, if you're going to do coffee, caffeine, like one yeah. cup is great Two, if you are feeling it. And I also think that like time of day obviously works. Mm-hmm. I've had to tell myself this too, but like on an empty stomach is a no-go. If you are ever going to do coffee, like if you can throw some sort of fat in to really like, just make it a little bit better for your blood mm-hmm. system, like, you know, if you, if you can, and I've always said, I'm like, I understand that there are people out there that really, it's just like breakfast is a no-go for them. They can't do it. Like, if you're going to do it, like make it into like it's a some NCTs or something. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to be the, you know, butter, whatever is it called? Um, uh, butter coffee and like bulletproof coffee. I used to do that. Don't, don't make face, like face you. But I think now it's like, I'm not saying throw just a stick of butter in your coffee, but do like some sort of coconut oil, MCT oil. There are great benefits to those throw some sort of fat into your coffee just to make it. So you get some calories in the morning. You're not just getting hit with that, ca- with that caffeine yeah. spike especially one, if you are just a high stress person, like if you wake up and your and your mind is already racing, I think a lot of us are, or like you've got kids running around and like, you already feel you're like like anxious, you're anxious. Your cortisol is rising. Like you feel like, Oh my God, I'm just thinking a mile, like a mile a minute, try to switch to some sort of like a matcha. Like I know that it's hard for people to just cold turkey. Even like a half calf. You can do like a deep half. It's the best. Yeah. It's like, just don't do it as much. Or like I said, 
try to do it with some sort of fat. So you're not getting hit with that caffeine spike. I think if you were just depending on coffee all day long, like that's just something you need to step back and ask, like, okay, am I just not getting enough food in my diet at that point? Like, am I just relent? Like, do I just feel like I'm drinking a lot of people that I know? And I've done this too, where you're like, you just drink it to drink it. Like it's just a habit at two o'clock every single day, you have your coffee and like, there's nothing wrong with that unless you were already overstimulated. And then you throw that on top of it. You just realize, like you said, your hormones get out of whack, whether you are a male or a female or whatever. I just think that it's, it's hard for a lot yeah. of people, but I think we just, we depend on it. And that's where it becomes that toxic thing mm-hmm. to me, where it's like, if you are depending on coffee to get you through your day or even through your morning, just take a step back. And if you're having trouble sleeping, like that's another thing, yeah. the sleeping thing. Like if you're having trouble sleeping, really look at your caffeine intake throughout the day. And I mean, like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's hard for people, but I think that that's one big thing that I see a lot of my clients, like just depending on it and then they're they're not getting sleep or they're getting disturbed sleep off and on. And it's like, that's a big culprit for a lot of people. Or you're getting like shitty sleep and then you're chugging coffee on an empty stomach to, so that you are able to go do this high intensity workout class. And then it becomes counterproductive. And then you're like, your body is working against you. And with that, so I completely agree with the coffee. It puts you in a state of fight or flight if it's past a certain amount. And then you're no longer, you know, your body's not processing properly and you're not able to really operate on all all cylinders in a calm, functional way. But so that was my question about coffee. Uh, You kind of touched on sleep a little bit, but as far as conference calls, because that's something that we talk about a ton on the podcast. And I think we talked about it last time. I want to know, and this is for anyone who works in the fitness industry or anyone who has struggled with their sleep or is struggling with their sleep. How has it impacted, has your, has your regularity fluctuated as your sleep and everything else has fluctuated? Like, cause some people are, they have that window at like 7am they go 10am they go, that's it. But when you're, when you wake up and you're like, boom, got to go coach classes, got to do all this. And you've already had your meals. Everything's whacked up. What yep. is, did your regularity get out of whack? And then if so, did it get back? to normal. What did that look like for you? You know, what's so interesting about that is that like, I have no issue with my conference calls. I've been, I wouldn't say I've been lucky, but like, I've never, it's like happens hashtag blessed when it comes to that. I think I've worked to that point because it's, I mean, it's hard for a lot of people, but they just have to make small tweaks in their life in order to get to that point. And it's so healthy. And I'm so glad that you talk about that because that's one of those pushing the boundary things that nobody wants to talk about. Yeah. And it's like, do you, do you have like a space at the gym where you're like, okay, I can be calm. Cause when you're like constantly on the alert, you're not going to want to go to the bathroom. Like if there's a million people showering in the gym, they're waiting on you. Like, I don't want to poop when someone else is in like waiting for the stall. And so I think that if you have that safe space, you like, if you work in an office building, like find that bathroom on the third floor that nobody goes to, you know, I think, and I think people really do. And like, I'm sure you've talked about this before. Like when you feel like you're rushed in or with your conference call in order to get the bathroom, like you're not actually processing what you need to process. And it's like, half literally gonna say half shit like but it really is I mean you need to it's it's like treating um like your morning routine like that is a part of your morning routine it's like a meditation like a meditation but like you shouldn't look at it as like oh I need to get it done just to check it off the list like let you have to like wait for your body to tell you yeah like your body's gonna do it when it's ready to do it but like and don't like be like oh the only reason I'm getting my um you know my morning a conference call is because I have my coffee and like, that's what's stimulating it. It's like, if that's, what's getting you to have your conference call, then like that call me. <laughs> call, yeah. yeah. Call Liza, because I think that there's something that could be fixed here, but honestly, and it's really interesting too. the mornings that I teach my conference calls are way, not when say off, I don't have an issue with them, but like, they're not as um, abundant, shall I say abundant, smooth as they could be. It's just that stress of me having to get up early. Like your cortisol naturally rises in the morning, but not as early as fitness people or people who are working out really early in the mornings. And so you're almost like forcing the spike to happen faster. And it's not that natural. So I like during our shutdown, it was actually, my body actually took a really nice turn because for once I did not have to get up super early and I was able to kind of have my smoother mornings and it was nice for me. And that's why certain mornings, like I will force myself to stay home because I feel like my body just needs that reset time. And like, I, I picked an industry to work out, to work in. 
And that's just the way that it goes. But I think that we've really tried to push again, like push the boundaries with fitness yeah. as it is 30 minutes and the way that our workouts are structured. Um, but I do think that the more stimulated you are in the mornings, the less natural it is for your body. And so totally. it's really important to really like have a second for yourself to like, let your body process what it needs to process. Don't feel like it is rushing itself. Don't force it do what needs to happen. And I think that like that happens too. people have asked me and they're like, um, do you have to go before you take workouts? And I'm like, my dog is farting so loud right behind oh me. God. This is such funny timing. I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> so like that was so loud. Just adding paid advertisement, Thank but like, even with like morning workouts, people have asked me like, do you, do you have to go beforehand? I'm like that. I mean, that's your body's natural response to stress in general. Like you're getting ready to do a workout. Yeah. Let your body do what it does, but don't count that as like your, your morning go, you know, yeah. like have something else that really like promotes that. Because I think it's just, it's just added stress. Your body is just building up and it needs totally. to release it in some sort of way. So like, don't be embarrassed if that's you and you have to go to the bathroom before you take a workout specifically like a high intensity cortisol rising type of workout. Totally. And that's why I will also, and I know you agree with this, like not every day needs to be that high intensity cortisol rising type of workout. Um, I think that we have, as a society and fitness have thought like, yeah, the harder, the longer, the better your workouts are like the more you're going to get out of it. And I think just going back to the foundation and the basics of how your body processes everything, you are going to get so much out of having that balance, just like yeah. everything else in your life. And I think we just overconsume so many things because we feel like it works at first. And that's yeah. why I think that going back to when I lost all that weight, I was so excited because it was working and I was seeing these mm-hmm. results. And it was like, okay, long-term my body took a beating because of it. Yeah. And I just thought like, Ooh, it worked for, you know, the first few months. So like, I'm just going to keep yeah. doing it and keep doing it. Yeah. And that's why, um, you it's know, like, back- we can't live off of breast milk, you know, but no. we could for a certain period of time yeah. of our life, that's not yeah. happening anymore. <laughs> like yeah. we're, but it's we like, we have to move. We don't do that on, on other things in my life, but like, we seem to think that if something works more of it is going to be better. And so that's why, so at sweat method for a little background for anybody who's never been to us, we started doing 30 minute workouts, um, way back when we opened back up after being in the shutdown one, really because we needed to get through people faster. We were so busy. We didn't even really think about it being like a long-term solution, but long-term we realized like one our the lifespan of somebody with like a client with us was so much longer than I'd ever seen before they were realizing that like, they're not using their workouts as, um, an excuse to eat or like they just, or they were taking two classes back to back. Like we were trying to teach them honestly, why they shouldn't be doing long workouts anymore, especially high intensity workouts for longer periods. Cause if you look, it's not, that's not technically correct. If you're, if you're a hit workout for 60 plus minutes, you're not, it's not hit. And it's just, it's too much cortisol. Like your body does need cortisol. It needs to be stimulated. It needs a healthy amount of stress. And that's why HIT can be good. But if you were doing it most of your week, like you could probably see way more of your results by doing something different. So that's why we have two different class types. We have HIT, which is you have treadmills, bikes, rowers, and a floor station. It is a fast moving workout. You are going to get your heart rate up. You've got time to recover throughout the workout. It's only 30 minutes and you're done. We have our lit workout, which is actually more of our strength-based workout. You have weights the whole time. Like, yes, you have a bench and you have a slam ball, but like we are focused more on just like heavy lifting in that class. We're moving for 30 minutes, but we are not focused on how high can you get your heart rate right now? We're not even trying to, we're, we're not, we don't promote calorie counting in our classes. We don't do any of that because that's not the focus and our schedule. So like every other day, if you come in the mornings, it's, lit hit lit hit so like if you're a morning workout person you are almost forced to get every other class because we we feel like that is going to be so much more beneficial for you than taking hit every single day or lit that's going to have you holding heavy weights you don't necessarily need to do that every day of the week but then also people who just like to work out in general like they can come here more often but we are also promoting go out for a walk please go somewhere and do a yoga class go stretch like do not think that you need to be in here. And that's why we also don't open on Sundays. It's almost a forced rest day for people who do come here for the majority of the workouts because we want people that. to go and enjoy and not even worry about take, taking a workout one of the days. If you want to go for a walk, that's great. Get outside. 
If you want to go for a light run, whatever, but do that outside, take it easy. Some, some days of the week, like we, we really push that because we feel like it's so important and it's just going to help the longevity of your fitness routine slash wellness. Completely agree. Couldn't agree more. Well, Paley, you're amazing. I'm so proud of you of, for all that you have accomplished and continue to accomplish. And I know we're going to do a little giveaway. So I think you said we were going to do a five pack for someone in Charlotte for sweat method. Absolutely. Perfect. So all you have to do to be qualified to win this five pack for sweat method, which is in South end. Um, all you have to do is follow sweat method and Eliza G wellness and hotter than health on the podcast and leave a review. Since this is a bomb ass giveaway, we'll do a little bit more. Got to work for it guys. Um, Mm. so go on to hotter than health, leave a review and you'll be entered into win. this is better for Charlotte people, I think. But, um, if you know anyone in Charlotte, you can always win and give it to them too. But I just appreciate you so much. Where can everybody find you on social media and, uh, give us one resource that you have been loving lately. Yeah. So you can just find me on Instagram. I'm the biggest on there. It's just Haley Homan. It looks like Hallie, Halle Berry, but just Haley Homan, all one. Um, and honestly, gosh, I don't even, when it comes to like the one resource, I just think like product, um, skincare book. Oh girl, don't even get me started on skincare. I love that. Um, I honestly, I've been so big on Skillshare lately. I got off of it for a while. I don't know if anybody's used that. Skillshare is like essentially like, especially if you're in the like the business world, or if you're trying to be um, big on social media, like it just helps you with like tips and tricks on like, it's like a class format. It's almost like college, but much cheaper. And you can have like these little courses on just random stuff, whether it's like marketing, whether it's like Excel spreadsheets or whatever for a business owner like me, I've needed things like that because there was no rule book and nobody really taught me on how to figure this whole thing out. So I got really into that, um, from the skinny confidential. I know you and I both love her um, yes. like two, three years ago. And then I stopped. And then just recently we've been really like in like investing in our company a lot more in a lot of different areas. And that's one way that I've been like, okay, this is what I needed again. So if anybody is like looking for some way to get a little bit more education on anything, especially with business, Skillshare is an awesome, awesome thing to look into. I have been wanting to check it out so bad. I might actually reach out. They would be a good podcast sponsor. Cause I really, they do a lot with yeah, business, but also yeah. with wellness and fitness and just overall knowledge. They are like little mini college courses. That's so great. Um, great resource actually. Well done, Haley. All right. Well, I just appreciate you and your time and we'll have to have you on again for a third. Maybe we'll finally get to do it in person. <laughs> One of these days we'll get it. But thank you so much for having me. I, I love to be able to just, just talk and chat. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon. Okay. so much for listening to this week's episode of hotter than health remember to like subscribe and share the podcast it is the best way to grow a natural audience especially by leaving reviews hop on over and then you can also be entered in to win a five pack from sweat method like we said before and at the end of the podcast it is a great studio i hope you guys all enter in to win and best of luck and i'll talk to you guys next week